0: You just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career. Learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. Well, welcome everybody to today's D2D Spotlight. And today we're chatting with Nick Thacker, my good friend, uh, and he's also a fantastic author as well as the co-founder of Author Email. Welcome, Nick Thacker. Thanks for hanging out with us on DDD Spotlight, man. Happy to be
1: here as always, man.
0: Uh, it's It feels like forever since I talked to you three minutes ago.
1: Was it that long ago? I think it was like a minute, <laughs> minute and a half, maybe.
0: Nick and I have had a an ongoing bromance since around twenty twenty what twenty fourteen I think twenty fourteen yeah the year before my kid was born yeah I paid Nick two hundred dollars to be my friend <laughs> and, and in uh, today's
1: dollars that's like two hundred and three dollars <laughs> that's
0: like with depreciation actually no in today's dollars the COVID era dollars it's like hundred and ten dollars probably
1: think. true yeah that's unfortunately <clears throat> true.
0: So well, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us, man. I know you got a ton of stuff going on. I know uh, things are busy on your side. Yeah, you got to You just redid a cover for your your latest book. I'm gonna pop it up. You, you did yeah. Like ten this minutes is, ago, I just finished that. Look at that, the Mendel paradox, or is it Mendel
1: paradox? How do you say it? I don't. At least I <laughs> and <am> thus, <laughs> avoiding that <laughs> entire tar trap. I'd rather uh, be uh, be silent than incorrect.
0: Yes. There you go. All right. That's a great looking cover, man. Now you? Uh, and that is available, of course, on Amazon.
1: It's up for pre-order right now. Um, the older cover is, you can see the difference between the, uh, Hey, thanks, Sam Nash. She loved <laughs> it. Um, I had to redo the cover anyway, because I just got a blurb from uh, his holiness, uh, Steve Barry, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, a legend in the genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I threw that up there and thought, you know what, while I'm at it, I got a half an hour before Kevin, is going to uh, ping me so I can maybe redesign this thing. I never Let's pimp this happy.
0: brother out. What was that? Is the Let me pop back in there. Can I see the quote? A riveting imagined world. Steve Barry. Spelled with three R's.
1: Spelled with <laughs> three R's. That's
0: right. <laughs> so um, there's so much that you and I can talk about that I think it's going to be beneficial to authors. I can't wait. I mean, you and I used to do a podcast together and do this exact thing, uh, which I kind of miss. We might well, have to think, revive that somehow. It
1: was the self-publishing answers podcast, and we gave yeah. everybody all the answers. So
0: we gave you all no, the answers. No you reason to do a podcast anymore. If you're not passing the test at this point, you uh, you have no <laughs> excuse. Uh, Want to welcome everybody, by the way, who's tuning in from both uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. We're going to get to everybody's questions. Uh, so be sure to ask some questions uh, in the last 15 minutes of the show. Uh, and if I find the little thing, there we go. Uh, in the last 15 minutes of the spotlight, we will take all your questions and answer them live. So ask anything you want and uh, get inspired by what we say here. Try to stump us,
1: but you can't stump us.
0: You, uh, stump us, do it. Uh, (laughs) so Nick, you, you and I have co-authored some stuff together. So uh, we have a little bit of experience in your sort of writing process, but, um, that's evolved some since I, since you and I work together. Um, Co-authoring, by the way, is something I think we should talk about, but let's, let's start with talking about your actual writing process, man. Like what's the, what's a writing day like for Nick Thacker? Uh,
1: Well, you know, the, the day itself changes depending on how close to a deadline um, I'm at. Um, Typically on a, on a writing day, I'll try to get 2,500 to 3,000 words. That's a good day. That's about as much as I can do um, if I'm typing. Lately, I've been getting back into dictation. Um, I kind of dabbled in a little bit before. Um, And I I had a deadline for a three book uh, traditional deal, the first book of a three book deal um, due on Monday this week. And so, you know, I let that deadline get a little close. So I had to to pull about six to 7000 words the last week or two um, before that book was due. And so I used a combination of dictation and typing. Uh, Now that said, I that was way too much, way too much work for me. I definitely don't want to do that. Like I said, twenty five hundred to three thousand words is about right. Yeah, um, kind of the sweet spot for me. But I do write from an outline. Um, I love my outlines because um, they give me the freedom to let characters do what they're going to do, and have some kind of sto- some serendipitous story um, elements come out. Um, but inevitably, I get stuck when I um, allow that to happen for too too long. And so the outline helps me get back on the track that I know will at least get me to the end. Um, Yeah, that's one. This is why, by
0: the way, it was interesting for you and I to co-author something together because we're we're polar opposites on that sort of thing. Like I'm a pantser, you're a plotter. Yeah, we plotted our pants
1: off. It was fun, too, because we both realized that while we say, you know, I'm a diehard uh, plotter and Kevin's a diehard pantser. We really found that we're doing some of the same construct constructual thing. I don't know if that's a word. I'm not a writer, so I don't know if that's a word. You're a writer; you you make up a word. and It's kind of a word. Structural things. We're doing some some of the same <laughs> some of the same things, um, either in our head or on paper or in Scrivener or whatever. And um, while we're not certainly both you know middle of the road uh, people, we're definitely opposite sides of the spectrum. We're not really that far apart. Um, you know, you were able to adopt using an outline that I had written. I was able to adopt to your writing, kind of on the fly from this you know seat of your pants and stuff, and it worked really well. I thought. I thought so. Right. We, we thoughts, still
0: need yeah. to finish that series. We need but... to finish the
1: stupid thing, yeah.
0: <laughs> and people have, have
1: given up yelling at us about it, so I think they, that's a bad yeah, sign. I think it's probably a bad sign. Gonna be one, <laughs> we're both going to be super famous one day and then um, pop out the finished one, and people that will final book all of a sudden realize be. that we wrote together many, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thus
0: proving that we're not actually the same person uh, well, the way some people think. <laughs>
1: I don't still don't think anyone's ever seen this in the same room, and online doesn't count. This could be like some deep fake sort of thing.
0: I mean, clearly, this is a, just a distorted version <laughs> of Nick's face. This is, you know, you're just my zoom filter, is all it's that's like right. if you yeah. squish Nick's face, <laughs> yeah, right. this that's is right. your zoom filter. Zoom filter so, face. um, yeah, man, I haven't even turned on well, we don't have I don't think we have that feature on uh, on I don't the screen, yeah, It'll prettyfy you, uh, to touch up appearance. Uh, so you're okay. You uh, you write in Scrivener, right? I do, do yeah. Yep. Is there any other software that you're using that you, you think authors could benefit from?
1: Oh, man. Um, I love software. I'm an app guru. Um, I don't yeah. use them as well as I could, but I know about them. Um, the ones that I use, I love Apple Notes. So I was an Evernote fan back in the day when uh, before it kind of feature bloated um, all over the place. Uh, so I moved everything over to Apple Notes. That's a with me everywhere. I love it because it's got all my... I can put my, my outlines, my synopses, my character sketches, everything like that. Um, and then I also use an app called contour, which is Mariner software. Um, the company behind it, it's pretty out of date, but it's, um, as far as, you know, using the software goes, but, um, what it actually does is allow you to kind of plan out and it's sort of an outline, um, get your big story elements in place. According to, um, I think it's Jeffrey Schechter, the guy that originally wrote, um, the screenplay manual or something like that. Um, anyway, so they they have adopted his formula and made it into a piece of software, and it's pretty helpful for me to just get the ideas out and then put them in the right order. Um, aside from Scrivener, Contour, and Apple Notes, there's not a whole lot that I use that I you know would say I have to use. But yeah. um, I like I said, I love apps. I, I play with uh, Aeon Aeon Timeline a little yeah. bit to keep the Harvey Bennett universe in, in check. It's just a linear kind of a You've pushed that on I me, and I haven't tried that out yet well yeah, that. and it's because it's one of those things it's really cool, but it's it's kind of a, a specific purpose. you know you write yeah. fantasy or you just have to keep your outline or keep your um, chronology in line right. in order. Um, it's much easier to use a piece of software like this, but it is a very um, um, it, it does a lot of things that I don't need, so it's not something that I would say is a requirement for writing yeah uh, do you still use Persona? That was the other one I was going to mention, was uh, I've used Persona before, off and on, when I've had some trouble um, working on character sketches. Persona's great um, in in organizing, like allowing you to dump your inf- your thoughts into a, a, a tool that organizes it well, like what color yeah. hair does the character have, what color yeah. eyes, that kind of stuff, And just to keep track of that. you know, I have some B characters that I could never remember what they look like, so Persona's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> again, that can all be done in Apple Notes, but Persona... Um, really excels at is its particular brand or a, a, a flavor of character interactions and relationships. Persona's got all these built-in tools for uh, character archetypes. So if you have a hero character who's, um, you, you know, uh, I think one's like an inventor is the name of one of the archetypes. It'll tell you how that inventor archetype lines up with another maybe villain or another uh, protagonist um, and how they clash and things like that. Um, and I'll pull, pull this up. I don't think I've even told you about this, Kevin. I'll pull this up on my phone. There's a new. An it would app not called. surprise me if you hadn't um, told things. You can see my reflection there, but I'll try to. It's yeah. called Mithulu. Um, and what you do is you've. It, it's. I go in the opposite direction here. Yeah. Um, you, you have different hands. It's like cards. I think it was originally a, like a card game. Okay. And each card is an archetype. And so their oh, website tells you it's really cool. Um, they've got um, textures. Yeah. relationships, habitats, traits, characters, and elements. And so combinations of those, um, each of those is like a deck. And so combination, so you have like two characters, one element, yeah. one habitat, two relationships would be your main character. Oh, um, very cool. So you yeah. can kind of, And they're really neat because they're very vague and um, creative. Yeah. It's uh, so like this one's magician. I have for one of my characters, it's called the magician, and it says skilled at something others don't understand, more aware of death than others. So their life ambitions have narrowed to a single focus. Um, So I find that kind of stuff helpful if I'm at the early stages of planning and I need a character that's going to kind of be outside. I I don't want to write a cardboard character or something I've already written before. Right. So it's nice to have something like that you can go to. Are you still uh, doing neck shots for every uh, death scene? Oh yeah, now it's <laughs> now it's almost become my own little trope. I even did it in the traditionally published book. Yeah, there's a climactic scene where uh, one of the baddies gets gets shot, and the first shot goes through his neck right here. So I had to do it because it's sort of a Nick Thacker. Um, it's a Thackerism. It's a Thackerism. I I did it
0: in one of my books, <laughs> and I think I actually I may have referred to it. At, I think it, I may, I put a sound effect in that was like Thack. And it was Oh, no, I like that. That's I nice. totally did that. Uh, you <laughs> you read it, you commented on it, uh, and made fun of me. so
1: it was that anytime
0: you have a neck shot in a book, the sound effect is that um, that's, right. that's right. So that's interesting. because uh, you brought this up, and I this is something I want to talk about because a lot a lot of uh, authors in the uh, indie publishing industry, um, you get kind of galvanized, it's like you're either self-published all the way, or you're traditionally published. But uh, you're you're kind of a hybrid. Uh, you've you've gotten mm-hmm. yep. a couple of traditional things going. Want, can you talk about that a little? You're not like Absolutely. contractually uh, mm-hmm. prevented from it, right? You can talk no, about no, no. it. Okay. Well, as far
1: as I know, I, I didn't read the contract. I just signed it. <laughs> Who reads contracts? We're we're indies, right? No, I can talk about it. Um, happy to. I think, you know, yeah, I think the the worst thing that can happen. Um, authors is not just um, being on one side or the other of the traditional indie debate, but it's it's kind of um, vilifying the other side, right? I think trad pub authors can do that a lot of times, and indie pub, indie authors can do that a lot of times. There's nothing wrong with either side, right? I think it's just a matter of when um, is the right time to do a certain thing when it lines up with your career. And for me, it always made more sense to go the indie route. Um, because I, I wanted to have some of that control. I wanted to maintain, um, you know, creative freedom and I wanted to maintain, uh, the ability to publish fast. Yeah. Um, and you know, it ended up making uh, a decent amount of money for me. So I stuck with it, but I never, you know, never said I'm, I'm never going to do a traditionally published book because there's always a number, right? There's always something they can, somebody can come with and say, here's a contract and we want to write, you know, we want you to write a book. Um, so I, I got hooked up with book couture, which is in the UK, um, someone reached out, had read my Harvey Bennett series and wanted to do a brand new series with the new character, uh, Jack Reacher type, type thing. And the contract was great. It was, there was no money up front. Um, but they have a much higher royalty rate, like significantly three times higher than what most deals are. Yeah. Um, and they just, I, I was doing some research doing due diligence and just, they seemed to really understand where books are going yeah um and so therefore how to promote them how to market them and their sales are doing really well so um i just saw it as as three more books to write yeah Um, i don't have to i just write the first draft essentially and second draft and send it out to them and um we go from there and so it's it's a lot of fun actually to work with a team uh have people who are um on my side they want to they want the book to succeed as much as i do because they're invested in it now um and so it's a different game than indie but it's also at the end of the day it's still just writing books which is which is what we're all here for right
0: yeah theoretically that is what we're here for um and and I I like that now you you have uh kindly uh referred me in their direction and they there's been some interest so that's going to be interesting to see how that uh, shapes up I had a traditional contract years ago and uh it was a bad experience so this is already much better than that so
1: yeah and you know this isn't really my first foray I've never done a, a through and through traditional contract like this but i i have been hybrid for a while you know back in the day when kindle Worlds was around when ag riddle launched his um world uh amazon asked him for some author names and he gave him three and i was one of them yeah uh, to kind of seed that universe with with them and um they so they they sent me a contract and they gave me a commission instead of an advance so i didn't have to earn that back or anything Uh, but then i got a royalty rate that was a little higher and um, and that was it was fun. It was, that was kind of my yeah. first traditional deal. Uh, and it was with Amazon, which is how I publish now anyway. So Yeah, I would be
0: a poor D2D marketer. If I didn't say at this point, that now that Kindle world is gone, D2D uh, shared universes has arisen. So uh, yes. it's out there. I think we're still it's still more or less a beta kind of uh, thing. But right. you know, if you guys are interested, go go ping support. They love it when I send them there on random errors. so uh, errands rather errors too. Um, So so you brought up marketing. That was your mistake. Uh, So now we're going to talk about marketing. (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, So, and you are like me. I mean, we're both kind of marketers from way back. Um, You know, we, we do all kinds of crazy stuff. You're a little better at the uh, sort of ad marketing, advertising and marketing uh, side of things than I am mostly because you're more patient about it than I am. Uh, (laughs) So why don't you talk about how do you how are you currently marketing your books?
1: Well, as most people know, I'm exclusive to Amazon for my indie work um, because I've I've been there before and it paid more um, than going wide, and so I stuck with it. Um, which means that my books do really well when I advertise on Amazon. So I'm doing mostly Amazon marketing uh, or AMS ads, as they call them. Um, I do have two accounts. I have a publisher account and a personal author account uh, and that's a whole big cluster. Uh, It's a big mess, but essentially I'm doing Amazon marketing um, right there on their platform. And that's the vast majority of what I do. Probably 90% of my ads are Amazon um, right now. Now I've done a lot of uh, Facebook ads as well uh, to different levels of success. I think they still work for me. Um, They're just a little bit more expensive for me uh, than Amazon ads. Um, But I do use Facebook ads for list generation, um, things like that tends to work pretty well. Um, Those are the the two big ones right now. BookBub um, I've played with. I usually will do a a big kind of promotion each month of a backlist book. Um, And BookBub is great for that, to drop a book in price and then run some ads directly through BookBub. Yeah. new platform.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about email marketing. And now this is where things get fun. Uh, cause you and I happen to be, uh, co-founders and mostly when I say co-founders, I mean, mostly that Nick did all the work
1: and yeah. I, and I helped
0: with things like we should call it this <laughs> or, <laughs> or I wrote uh, a few lines in a text message and then Nick went and turned it into an entire business. Uh, so, uh, uh how, you know, as far as like how authors should use it, we'll start with the easier stuff and say, how should authors be using email in their marketing?
1: Uh, well, I think they should be using email in their marketing. That's probably how. Um, yeah. <laughs> step one use, step one, use it. Step one, use it. Step two, profit. Um, that you know, that's a, that's a big question. It's a or it's a big answer, I should say, because there's not one way to use email marketing. Um, I think the the core tenets of email marketing haven't really changed over time, whether you're internet marketing or selling books or doing something different. Um, but it's adding value to people's lives. Is is that, that's yeah. the goal. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of corporations right now in this pandemic we're in can can take some uh, take some hints from me and Kevin um, yeah. because they're not adding value to people's lives by saying, "Hey, COVID nineteen is uh, is is really bad, and and we're with you all the way. Why don't you uh, buy a plane ticket? Buy a Toyota. Uh,
0: buy a plane. T- yeah. buy, a yeah. plane buy, <laughs> buy a plane ticket.
1: Buy a plane ticket. Spread it around. Spread the
0: love. Um, buy buy this resort vacation <laughs> package because times are
1: hard. Times are hard we're with you all the way. I agree day. with you.
0: Uh um, you know, my theory by the way is that the uh the whole self-publishing uh industry embraced email. They you know, we borrowed a lot from the the sort of internet marketer uh group, you know, but yeah. we've evolved a lot of things ourselves and I I think that um if corporations did the things that indie authors do in their emails, they would be completely safe at this point like they I think they'd be completely secure with the budgets they can throw at stuff.
1: Um well, and you think about why, you know, a corporation yeah. has always done this uh what Seth Godin calls um mass market or I guess he permission marketing is what you should be doing and the the wide, you know, um I can't remember what he actually he gives it a name. But, but marketing uh through mass media, uh, radio, television, uh now email, they're doing it this way. Yeah. They're basically just sending updates and sending information and and doing sales and things like that and we don't have that luxury as authors because um, we don't have that many people on our list. So we can't see them as numbers. We can't see our readers as just another number uh, like corporations do. Um, And so when we send an email out, we're we're sending something, a a piece of us goes into that email or should, and that reader um, is sending back a piece of them. And so there's this connection that's being made, this relationship that's being built. Um, And it's really easy to F that up and destroy it. You know, it's really easy to lose that relationship. And so um, that's why I think we've evolved this. Sure, it comes down to money. But at the end of the day, we found that it's far more um, successful and and far better for us in the long run to treat people with some dignity and respect and actually build a relationship that's real rather than just, hey, I'm not going to say anything to you until I want you to buy something from me, which is how everyone else in the world has done it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um uh, yeah it's uh, they cultivating that relationship so for for that, so years ago, I think it's twenty fifteen right
1: twenty
0: fifteen yep I think you and I were actually you and I had done some sniffing around to see if how if you could reduce your overhead for email and then we kind of mm-hmm. got the bright idea we might turn it into something, and then five years later, we actually did turn it into something uh <laughs> <laughs> after sending like what was it like? Nearly thirteen million. Yeah, emails. about
1: thirteen, almost thirteen million emails through. And that's that's largely forward. me and you. Most that most service. of it Those early years were definitely just me and you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's talk about
0: author email. So okay, I'm going to let you you break down what it is and and how it's set up
1: since you're the guest. Sure, I'd <laughs> love to. Um, author email is kind of what it sounds like. It's just email for authors exclusively, and that's email marketing specifically. So. This is uh, a MailChimp, MailerLite Convert ConvertKit, all the things you've heard of, but for authors. Um, there's a lot of technical reasons why this has been really difficult to build. Um, namely, the reputation and deliverability needs to be built slowly over time. And that's why it took five years to really roll this thing out and get it to the point where we can say, this is kind of an open beta, but it's pretty much, we're, we're good to go. We're fixing some ty- some, some uh, bugs and things here and there, but um, you know, we've been on the system, you and I, Kevin, for five, six yeah. years now. Um, and we've had a few authors that have been with us for four or five years as well, um, yeah. that we're still hanging in there. So that's what yeah. it is. Um, and yeah, so you got the link up there, to, you, know, you gotta get started thing. Because yeah. of that deliverability and uh, reputation thing that I just mentioned, um, the get started page that you see there is a waiting list. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to roll people out, you know, uh, slower than just opening the floodgates and letting a thousand people join tomorrow. Um, mainly because those IP addresses that are sending those servers, um, sending your emails need to know that you're a real person, um, right. need to know that you're an author, that you're not going to spam things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's for your benefit. It, but, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. for your benefit as an author yeah. to, uh, to, to, let us roll you out slowly, but that's yeah. said, it's not slow. It's, you can usually get in at this point. It's about a week. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Up, up and running, unless, and unless we don't like you and then it's yes. going to be nine months.
1: Yeah. Unless we don't an some,
0: some money under the table. <laughs> Right,
1: uh, but <laughs> the, I like- the, whole, the benefit thing, or the the main benefit of this, is it's actually affordable. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I, there's no reason to spend three hundred dollars a month at Mailchimp, which is where you and I would have been like, two years ago. I don't even know where we would be now, but um, we do the same things that Mailchimp can do. We do the same things that Active Campaign and ConvertKit can do um, for about ten dollars a month. Yeah, if you're starting out.
0: Yeah, we actually have uh, here. I'm on the site. Hopefully, you guys are seeing that. So, like, this is a nifty little tool. You can come and put in your... Uh, It works. Yeah, it works. Uh, Come and put in your, you know, about the number of subscribers you have, and you'll get to see a comparison. MailChimp is funny because they give you free up to a certain point, but then they don't give you all the features. But if you just, you know, suddenly go to, what is it, 3,000 or so, you know, suddenly it's costing
1: you 50 bucks a month versus 1099 a month. So then, Yeah, I need to keep to get that updated. I'm pretty sure those prices are accurate, but they may not be. But the point is, author email prices They're are close. And you can see, yeah, you're saving a lot of money by using something that is built specifically for authors. Yeah, get rid of anything that authors are never going to use and um, builds in the features. Yeah, that we think uh, will be useful. Yeah, it's a huge conflict
0: of interest on my part to uh, promote this. since I'm a part of it. But whatever. <laughs>
1: Whatever. Who else is gonna promote it if we don't, right? Who else? Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> uh and also, you know, one of the things that so you know this, uh, I mean, we've talked about this from the beginning that um, because there's so many predatory services out there aimed at authors, and email services seem to be one of them. They're not specifically aiming at authors, usually, they're aiming at you know, everyone who kn- who needs uh, email marketing, but man, the stuff just gets outrageous, uh, and the yeah. things that they they want to charge you, and the features that you get at different levels or whatever. But this is a full featured thing. I, I I love it. I, the, that's my favorite part of it is that we built it specifically for authors. We built it for us. We built it for us, but we're we authors.
1: And, and once when it worked, we thought, "Holy crap, this could actually be really helpful for other authors." Let's, Wait, let's you know, kind of packages up a little bit. Yeah, um, and it's been crazy. It's been hell getting it built, you know, and working and all that. But uh, now that we're there, it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool tool to be able to have and show and uh, and say, "Hey, world, we made this for us." Yeah, let's go use it. Yeah, and then because
0: we made it for us, though, you know, we of course always want to make money on things like this. But if we never made another dime on it, it still saved us thousands and <laughs> thousands, thousands of yeah, dollars. It probably saved a hundred thousand dollars, you know, it le- easily, easily. Yeah. The number at 12, I mean, just let's just figure out what 13 million emails would have cost. <laughs> we should do that. We should
1: try to figure that totally out. Do that.
0: And because yeah. we did that, we have a good reputation score with yep. all the various uh, internet service providers or email service providers. And uh, so we, you know, things get through. And you do fancy stuff behind the scenes that I didn't want to get into. No, that, like is, making sure it's
1: involved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. That whole thing, like you did this. So I'm just going to throw it out there because. I don't fully understand it. We don't have to go into all the details of it, but you've got it set up so that, like, you know that if uh, certain uh, certain service tends to bounce Yahoo email addresses, this other service doesn't. So you've got it all programmed so that it goes to the right. So you know we've got multiple systems yeah. to handle all that. Yeah, stuff. it's
1: it's dynamic, and uh, most of it happens on the fly. But uh, there's little tweaks now that we can do like that. So make sure. If you're delivering yeah. the Yahoo email addresses, they're going to get through. They're going to get to the people that you want them to get to. Well, let's, let's talk about, cause
0: um, since we brought up email and email is such an important part of uh, author marketing, um, you talked a little bit about, you know, using like Facebook ads to, to help with list building. Uh, what are some other ways that uh, authors can build up their mailing list? Cause here's the thing. Every author gets told you should have a mailing list. It's the most important thing. Build your mailing list, build, build, build. But, <laughs> Hardly anyone ever tells them how to actually
1: build it. Yeah, that's fair. So. That's true. Um, you know, my list was built. I've got about 70,000 subscribers now, and uh, that's a good list. Um, I've got a good open rate, good good deliverability. Or sorry, good click rate. Um, I built mine. The vast majority of, them, uh, of my subscribers were early on from Facebook ads. Um, I would actually pay, I think it was like a quarter um, for each lead. Yeah. each actual subscriber. So these days it's more like 25 cents per click. Yeah. Uh, so things got about four times more expensive than they have been in the past. But uh, to me, that's still affordable, especially if you're just starting out and you want to get a list pretty quickly. Right. Um, it's not a bad way to do it. And what I'm talking about, if anyone's kind of confused, is it's literally just building Facebook ads, their traffic ads uh, that go to your website where you have a freebie page. Um, and my freebie page has always been, for the most part, always been the same. It's just three free... Full length books. You know, I'm not yeah. giving away a chapter. I'm giving away three books. So that if you don't know if you, if you don't know after three three of my books whether or not you like me, uh, you didn't read them. Uh, yeah. Was kind of my my thing. Was I want you're going to know right away that um that you're going to either like me or not. And so that gets people in the, in the door onto the list. Yeah. Um, other than that, there there are still some free ways to build a list. Um, and the the biggest one is probably just newsletter swaps. Is I'm just going to make a yeah. category called newsletter swaps. That's but a, I'm including yeah. things like. Category. Uh, category like, um, yeah, like Book Funnel, um, Insta Freebie was sort of the original, the OG there. Um, but Book Funnel sort of taken over as my favorite for sure. Um, because it, it, even though Book Funnel isn't free technically, um, the, the newsletter swaps are, and you get in there and you can uh, interact with other authors that are doing a, a swap in your genre. And you're literally just trading emails. You're just sending out something to your list um, and getting some subscribers from someone else's. Yeah. Um, after a while that starts to get, you know, the, the muddies the waters a little bit because everyone's sharing the same pool of subscribers. But um, the strategy for that I've seen most authors use is they'll, they'll do those for six months or so. And then they'll kind of back out for six months Yeah. Um, and just maybe do private swaps or, or Facebook ads or something else.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Yeah, those have been a great tool. And if, if you're watching and you are unfamiliar with Book Funnel, we actually did a DDD Spotlight with Damon Courtney, the founder of Book Funnel, which you can find on YouTube. If you go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Draft Digital, which I'm told actually does work, uh, you can actually uh, kind of scratch through. We have a playlist there of DDD Spotlights, and that was the very first DDD Spotlight, so number uno. Go check number that one. out. Um, we are so here we are we're at 12:30 so we're going to open things up uh I say 12:30 like that's everyone's time it should Everyone be your time them. wherever you are in the world uh it is now 12:30 p.m. <laughs> uh so we are going to jump right into some q and and we got uh, we got some folks here uh who've asked a couple of questions let me scroll back through here uh and we got some uh familiar folks in this group so and by the way, Luke, Luke Barnett says that our, our reasons for not doing the uh, self-publishing answers podcast is a lame excuse. So thanks, Luke. That's uh, he, would, he would also like to, he got this wrong, but I know what he's talking about. He's like, yeah, I'm like to expand I on Carbuncle. Uh, it's machine <laughs> helicopter, uh, Luke. So – but thank you for that callback. Wasn't
1: it blue – what was it? Uh, blue, what was it
0: uh, blue Topaz machine blue topaz, helicopter. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We have got to write that. It's only been oh, like man. six years. Uh, okay, so Luke has a serious question. Uh, he says, "Can you run through in brief the different author levels and what oh, is done wow. at each state? Yeah. And I think this is referring to one of your recent books.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that up just so I can make sure I get it all right. I'll do a real quick one if that's okay. If, uh, if, if we have time for that, Kevin. Um, do it. So you I wrote a book. If uh, you bring it up, you can share. It. I, I'll, I'll post, <clears throat> post it up.
0: If okay. You share yeah, it. I'm,
1: I share it. Let me see. I just I can send you the uh, I can text you. You should here. be able to share, right? They don't oh, give you the share I? Okay, screen. I don't know. Let me see. I was back. Don't in worry room. about it. You talk. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to share screen. Um, okay, no problem. But I will, uh, it's called well, I'll just tell you. It's so I, I have two books now in this series, uh, the Indie Author Mastery series. Um, and the first one is called Platform Mastery. This is sort of a rework of a book I wrote a long time ago called Welcome Home. Yeah. Um, but it is by the time I got to the end of it, it's essentially a, a new thing with brand new content. Um, and so what I what I actually did in platform mastery was um, built this system of levels is essentially what uh, what I'm calling it. And these are my levels. These are just the ones I've made up. So it's not as though you should take this with you know any like law or anything like that. but um, these eight levels are essentially, designed to help you as an author figure out where, which level you're on um, by recognizing what elements go into each level and then, of course, how to get to the next level if you want to do that. It's also helpful because there's authors who may not want to be on another level or they may not want to do what it takes to be at the next level. That's fine. Um, so just real quickly um, to go through these eight levels for for Luke, um, level one is kind of what you'd imagine. It's just having a book um, but it's having a book for sale. So this isn't just I wrote a book once and it's in a drawer somewhere. Um, level one authors are someone who's recognized that I can seriously do this and make some money. Um, I've got a book out. it's available online somewhere, or you know hard hardcover, print cover, whatever print version. Um, that's level one. Level two is you've got your book in one format, and so now you're focusing on other formats. You're going wide, um, whether you're with Amazon, uh, sorry, it, whether you're wide or with Amazon, um, in, in order to reach level two, you've got your book in multiple formats. So eBooks, um, paperback, that kind of thing. And uh, this is also the time where you're going to do direct sales on your own website, things like that. <clears throat> sorry, I'm burning through these. Level three is the what I call going wide. And this isn't necessarily saying, you know, you go through draft digital and now your books are available everywhere or you do it um, individually with each store. I, I'm calling it going wide, meaning um, they're available in as many markets as possible. Um, meaning like there are um, hardcover versions available at Barnes and Noble. Um, there's an ebook available at Amazon. There's an audiobook available through Audible. Um, that's wide in, in the sense that I'm using it. Okay, almost halfway. Uh, level four is the special editions <laughs> level, which is... You got all the same content, but now you're looking at how do you make um, more money from each piece of content. So if you've got a book out, it's available everywhere possible, um, and it's in all the different formats. Now you look at special editions. So if you have a hardcover version, this is the signed hardcover version. Or if you've already got a signed hardcover version, this is the signed hardcover um, (laughs) gold-plated version that you wrap in uh, delicate, I don't know. Um, and sell it on your website. This is where you start to build those relationships with your with your hardcore fans and readers. Um, level five then is what I call kind of the corporate level, and it's a um, it's it's like a where well, you're just looking at the same content that you've written, and you'll notice a a a, um, a trend here. What I'm what I'm talking about at this level, at all these levels, is not necessarily writing more books or writing faster or writing better. It's taking what you've already got and using that to make more money or to get to the next level or both. Um, So this corporate level is where you're taking all those things you already have and bundling them together at a different price at a, at a special price point. So bundles add-ons, these are all part of level five. Uh, Level six is a lot of fun um, because this is the level where you are um, figuring out ways to develop different products out of your books. So things that have nothing to do with traditional books, Uh, baby Yoda comes to mind. If you come up with like a, baby yoda doll for your series and people buy the baby yoda doll you're making money off your series but it has not it's not a book right you don't have to write something new to do that um i did this with sonata and Scribe, so this is where you know i would write a custom soundtrack for someone else's book series and they would sell that as a cd that's a level six kind of tactic um level seven is when uh people are paying you for your time to just come speak uh to talk about your success to maybe offer personal access to people, to readers, to other authors, whatever. Um, I'm trying to do this later this year, if we can actually meet in person ever again, um, where I want to actually have like a a weekend where someone can pay money, come out and hang out with me. We'll maybe write an outline together for their book. And uh, we'll just drink beer at my favorite beer breweries. Um, It sounds weird sometimes, but there are people who would pay for that. And that's a level seven um, goal. And then finally, last one, level eight is all of the above um, except you are now leading a team of people to do those things for you. So rather than going to speak as a keynote speaker, um, and setting it all up yourself, you are just going to speak as a keynote speaker and everything else is handled by your team. Um, instead of building, writing that, building that baby Yoda doll and selling the baby Yoda doll, you're writing the next book and speaking as a keynote speaker while your team creates the baby Yoda doll and figures out how to sell it on your website. Um, so that's the last level that I came up with, um, which is this, leadership management, um, level where you're still doing all the things, but you have help now in order to do them well, that was it. So that's really, really fast through all eight levels. That's all detailed in the first book in that series, which is platform mastery.
0: And I'm sorry, uh, we had a little glitch. So could you start that list over? Yes. Yeah. So, no. I... <laughs> So okay, next question <laughs> quickly. Uh, now, Sam actually asked this question, and it was answered in the chat by Luke Barnett. So thanks, Luke. Uh, but she would like, I think it would be beneficial for you to uh, list out some of that software you mentioned earlier uh, that writers might be Let's able to benefit um, from.
1: Scrivener was the first one we talked about. It's pretty obvious. I think people have heard of that. That's just the writing tool that most people use, a lot of people use. Right. Um, I use Apple Notes for all my note-taking. It's just easy, and it can accept any kind of format of document. Um, the one, the other one we talked about was Contour. Um, that's from Mariner Software. Yep. Um, and then another piece of Mariner Software, another app is Persona, which yeah. is the character development and, and archetypal relationships. And then lastly, I mentioned... Um, eon timeline am i saying that right a a e o n i it's a e o n i always say aeon i have no idea aeon, yeah i don't know how to say that little whatever that thing is like fairy <laughs> that word <laughs> <laughs> same thing the a and the e um aeon timeline is a chronological just a way to organize um an actual um events on on a calendar yeah. either real or fictional real
0: and or fictional
1: real and or fictional
0: uh all right, so and uh, that's uh, those are great pieces of software. I use a lot of those. I started using Persona uh, mostly when I'm doing stuff with you or someone else. Yeah, you know, because otherwise yeah, I'll invent yeah. uh, the character. Characterization happens as I go, kind of thing.
1: It does for me too, and that was why I started using it because I, now I can go back and it's like a wiki, right? I can keep it all yeah. organized. Oh, I gave him blue eyes in this book. Let's maybe not change that.
0: <laughs> Luke, and, uh, and through, you know, yeah he latched onto our D2D shared universes uh, uh, topic earlier. So if you, yeah. if you are an author with a universe that was in Kindle worlds, uh, you can reach out mm-hmm. to us, uh, hit up support at d d and we might be able to uh, set something up for you. Uh, this is a question though. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I have some uh, information about this too, but uh, I think he's asking you specifically have sales slowed down with the quarantine.
1: <clears throat> for me personally, they haven't yet um now that said i also um kind of had a a lot of things align uh really well for me promotion wise before this all happened um before everything shut down and lockdowns and all that um specifically i had a book bub ad or a book bub featured deal at the right at the end of march for the first book in my harvey bennett series so right away it's the first book in a series which typically does well um I've had a book, book feature deal for this book already in the past. I know it does pretty well. And the book happened to be about a virus that knocks out some of the U S population. Um, and the hero has got to run around and, and figure out how to, how to save it and solve it. Uh, so it was really, I mean, again, I couldn't have planned it better myself, um, but they accepted it long before any of this quarantine was going on.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Then, Cause I wrote a book uh, called social distancing, <laughs> how to be an author. And that one's selling like crazy right now.
1: It's doing well. It's doing well. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, I interrupted my, you. Go ahead. No, no, my main character COVID nineteen is uh is is. <laughs> uh, I have no it's idea too why it's doing it so well, but uh, it's yeah. too soon. Do you remember hmm. No, I'm not going to mention that. I no, Kevin talked me no. off the ledge one time for no. Few, I, I don't
0: want you to bring it up because I because <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a thousand authors saying <laughs> what's wrong with that idea. I'm going to well, do I don't that. Understand.
1: Yeah. no, no, no. Uh, so okay. yeah, so I had a promotion um and a bunch of promotions happened at the same time. Um I was doing some things with Amazon ads, um Audible, ACX, you know, they just changed their policy on promo codes, but before that happened I was doing a lot of promo code stuff. Um so my sales have been pretty steady. Um that scares me a little bit because um they should have gone way up doing all these promo things and they haven't, but um they're also not down, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So I think every right. author is going to be a little bit different here. Too. I think
0: in general, just from D2D standpoint, uh, ebook sales have really been up uh, yeah. across the board. Every retailer, um, maybe not every author. I mean, don't 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 sure. yell yeah. at me or D2D <laughs> if, you, if your sales haven't been up. But in, in sort of across the board, in general, sales have been up. We got yeah. one last question, and then uh, we're going to wrap things up, man. But this is uh, from Nick, and he asked, or I'm sorry, from Troy. I specifically said in my brain, don't say Nick. This is from Troy for Nick. Tory, How long right. have you been writing? Just curious.
1: From Tori Element. Um, Tori. Did I say I, Troy?
0: I did that too.
1: No. Don't no call him
0: it. Troy because that's not his name.
1: <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear it. I, I heard Tori right. every time. Okay, um, Tori.
0: I apologize.
1: <laughs> no, that's a good question. I, I have been writing uh, full time since 2017, um, but I've been writing fiction and building the universe up from about, well, I guess – the first book I wrote was in 2011 Um, and I did it for my dad. It was a a gift. I thought, well, how hard can this book thing be? Uh, I was woefully underprepared for um, what I got myself into. So I jumped in headfirst and did it and finished it. And in doing that, I had all these other ideas for other books. Um, So I just kept writing them. And 2011, 2012, I think 2014 was the next one I published. And that was the Enigma strain. And that was the one that started to be, a little more successful than the other two. So I made that a series and uh, things went, went well from there. Um, yeah. So that's about what, what, nine years, almost 10 years now. Uh, yeah. That's quite a while. That's quite a while. Well, it's not that's, as a, long
0: that's, as a, that's a long, healthy career. It's not as
1: long as some people I know. No, I'm, we're <laughs> not
0: here to talk about other people. We're here to talk <laughs> about you. Uh, and speaking, I'm, and I'm glad we got a chance to talk about you actually. so uh, Thanks so much for being a part of this whole thing. I know, uh, you know everything's crazy right now schedules are weird all all kinds of stuff is happening but (laughs) yeah but i appreciate you being on
1: it's not nice that it's happening it's just it's for us full-time guys that get to live in our basement all the time and and write books and yeah uh, nothing really changed for me (laughs) we just got busier you know because everyone's like well I, i guess we'll all just work now
0: um I mean, I kind of ventured out a few days ago and uh, I'm talking to somebody and they're like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh man, I've been locked in my house for the past like three weeks. And they're, oh yeah, this whole social isolation thing. I'm like, social what now? Yeah, (laughs) what's happening?
1: I I lost the news, so.
0: So yeah, oh, oh, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, So, uh, but thanks to Nick for uh, being a part of all this. Uh, Man, I appreciate it. Uh, Everyone watching out there, wherever you're watching, especially if you're watching on YouTube, Click that subscribe button so that you can uh, continue to be a part of this. Follow us on Facebook. Here's some URLs for your perusal. Uh, YouTube.com slash Draft2Digital will take you to our YouTube channel. We really like subscribers, so please do that. Facebook.com slash draft digital Who could have seen those URLs coming? Uh, but hmm. go check that out. Follow us. You'll find out about more of these. We're doing one of these a day over the next su- over the rest of the summer. That's the plan. Uh, but if you go to YouTube, you'll actually be able to catch up on the back episodes. we got lots of them. We've been doing this for like at least three weeks now. So lots of episodes. And we got a new one every day at noon central right here on uh, wherever you're tuned in. So make sure you check that out. And for our good friend uh, Nick here, uh, we've got, you know, make sure you pop on over to nickthacker.com, buy all his books. Keep him yeah. fed during the pandemic.
1: I don't have uh, a baby Yoda on my website, but I've got some other fun stuff. So, yeah,
0: we're going to get you, we're going to get, we're going to find our special baby Yoda. Next. I've got a baby Harvey, Harvey Bennett, you can buy a I'm baby kidding. Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. A little plush baby cotler. That's what I got to come up with.
1: <laughs> little right. action figures would be fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Make sure you uh, bookmark d2dlive.com to uh, get a little countdown for each of these each day. We appreciate you sticking around through the whole thing, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye bye. That's it for this week's Self Publishing Insiders with Draft to Digital. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self publishing career right now at drafttodigital.com.